You've selected Country AF Radio on demand. Can take it with me anywhere. I love it. Plays whatever I want. You've heard of TED Talks. Now listen to Toad Talks. Guess who we're back with? Woo, me, Kimberly Dunn. <laughs> Dude, what are you doing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I ate your cookie and now I'm just like, I'm happy about life. I, I have one thing to say right yeah. off the bat. Yeah. You guys come walking in here with all this um, merch. Last time you were here, I didn't see shit. Oh, yeah. That's because we got some new stuff. And you love it. I love it. It's in it literally one of them. And you inspired me um, the last time I was here because you made me say as fuck. Right. And you do not have a Kimberly as fuck shirt. I do not. But I have the next best thing. What's it that? says do good shit. And oh, it's like embroidered and it's adorable. And I'll be leaving here tonight with one. Yes. Good. I like that. That's <laughs> yeah. the way it should be. Yeah. So what happened? Like you're here a couple months ago. Yeah. You're out here. We're not going to talk about your sidekick, Jeremy McComb. Fuck oh, that guy. I, I got to say that again because that just works. Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, you guys show up in a bus or a, a, an RV, a trailer, all this gear. Like, what's going on with Kimberly Dunn? Can you believe it? No, I can't. <sighs> I, I I drove in the parking lot and I I like looked in the back. And I'm like, holy shit, who's here tonight? Yeah, it's so weird. Like I was telling Jeremy, he pulled his bus in and next to us and I was like, man, Jeremy, the last time we were here, I was in a Sprinter that broke down in Fresno <laughs> and you were in a in a rental car and now we're both in buses. Right. It's crazy. How does What happened? Um, Well, uh, you know, after we got home from our tour the last time we were with you guys, uh, I was just like, you know what? I've, I had the funds to buy a house. I was right. going to buy a house. And all in Nashville. Yeah. Because I talked to Scott about that. Yeah, we were going to buy a house in Nashville um, and, you know, invest in Scott and I's future. My fiance, me also playing guitar with me. And I love it. And I wanted to do that. But at the end of the day, it's just like, if I'm not putting my whole heart into this, like I ask my band, I ask my fans like to come out to every show. Like, who am I to not put this money towards the next touring rig than just to buy a house? So I bought a moving house. (laughs) And a house on wheels. Yeah, exactly. And I wanted to invest in my people, like because they give me so much. My band and my crew—they're such an incredible group of people. And I just—I—I I bought it. I bit the bullet and bought it, man. How, how, how does it feel? I mean, <laughs> not only—not only if you—if if you think about this, not only do you have a house in Nashville, you have a house in Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Fresno, but you got a house wherever you go now. Yes, it's weird, and I can tell you, like. You know, I toured in, for seven years in a Sprinter van, and I thought that was luxurious. Right. And now in this big old bus thing, it's and just... a trailer. In a trailer with, with like, a hangout in the front of the trailer. I think last time you guys played, or you, you literally, I, I believe you played on our, our house gear. Yes. You guys show up today, and I'm like, uh, I don't know what you're... The first guy that showed up before Scott did. Um, the guy that helped load everything oh, in. Oh, yes. Chris Mechalette. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he, he's out here and then just like loading all this stuff. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, what is seriously going on? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, how did you turn that corner to go, we're doing a show? Or or did you play here last time with with still having all that stuff, but just not with you? We had some of it. So we had Kemper amps, which are smaller. So they're easy to fit in the back of a Sprinter van plus the band. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so we had Kemper amps and we had drums amazingly. Um, and we weren't using like any bass cab. We were just direct lining in. Um, but you know, I, we got home from that tour and I was like, okay, I had like li- literally, I had all of this money saved up and I bought an excursion to pull my new trailer. Cause I bought that trailer in January. I bought the bus and then I just upgraded everything, new merch, new everything, because, you know, it's it's been so long that my project has gotten a facelift. And so I was like, I'm just going to do it. Like, I have the funds. And right. I'm, Why oh, not? Man. It's scary. If you don't believe in it, how can you expect anybody else to believe in exactly. it? Exactly. If you don't believe in yourself, how do you expect anybody else to? It's awesome. It's it's awesome. Look at these shirts. I'm like sitting back. So <laughs> when I originally talked to, to Scott, he sends me over the stuff for like the pre-show stuff. And I get this 
Dropbox link that has all this music, all these pictures, all this bio stuff. I'm like, dude, maybe they're turning the corner and they're like going to, not that you weren't taking it serious before, but now it's like a whole new level. Yeah. It feels like a whole new level. Like my new guitar player, his name's Jake Hildebrand, and I don't like to name drop, but that guy is like the coolest dude. Um, and it's not because of who he used to play for, but it's because like he's such got a great vibe and he's so chill and uh he wants to play with me like he he played with miranda lambert when she first started out right and i like when i found out that um he played a couple houston rodeo shows with us this year and he was just available he used to play with um our friend named robbed bear rob baird who have you checked him out nope rob baird oh my gosh he's badass he's badass he's sexy he's got good eyes he's got good music he's everything (laughs) and where's he from he's from austin okay yeah, so and Rob, he's country. And he's country. Yeah, he's like country John Mayer. Yeah. Does he have a bubblegum song? No. Oh, amen. Because I still don't know what a bubblegum tongue is. I well, mean, it's a bubblegum tongue. That's John Mayer, one of his lyrics. Oh, really? He talks about a bubblegum oh, tongue. And yeah, bubblegum tongue. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't even know what that is. You know what? I don't pay attention to his lyrics. Just his cute butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't pay attention to his cute butt. I'll just take your word for it. I might listen to his words and I'm still confused on what the hell a bubblegum tongue is. Uh, yeah, bubblegum. Well, maybe she's chewing bubblegum and that's what he means. You like, think? Is that what you're going to go with? I mean, maybe she's got a really pink tongue. <laughs> Alright, so what's, what's the new guitar player's name? His name's Jake Hildebrand. Jake. And what did he bring to the camp? So, like, he brought just another level and that's what you were talking about. Like, it seems like another level from the last time where you're here. Jake is another level, next level player is what we like to call just, um, I've He's just so talented and has toured a lot and was band leaders for like jazzy pop funk bands before. Right. So he's just allowing us to have those two electric guitars on stage and being able to just like rip roaring have, you know, the sky's the limit with with that guy. He can do anything. That's a good thing. Oh, my gosh. So let's go to Jolene, because yeah. um, that that took me back. Like when I listened to that song, when you played it live, I kind of like freaked out a little bit because mm. it's got a nice little uh, I want to say Pink Floyd. Mm. I think it goes right into a Pink Floyd hook it sort does. of thing. So um, what whatever brought that around? If you guys could see her right now, I think she's <laughs> she earlier. I saw her doing yoga. Now she's doing jumping jacks. But it's kind of cool. It's so fun. But yeah, so that song. That's I started singing Jolene when I first started playing, and um, I think the third time I ever played it, I was like, "Man, this is the exact same groove as freaking Pink Floyd, The Wall." Right. And my 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 drummer at the time was like, "What's that song?" And I was like, "Oh, my God. <laughs> you're fired. I, you are fired, <laughs> sir. Get out." Um, but basically, you know, I I've been doing that song in my set for so long because it's such a good representation of where I came from because I listened to country growing up, but also classic rock. And, you know, I think country music these days is just like the original format of what music ever is, ever, ever is. It's just like, you know, it's a, a mesh of everything that's awesome and you can't get country music authentic country music anywhere else you but really America. can't right yeah you know and so it's just playing jolene into the wall is like um you know cooking for my fans it's like hey you want me to make you my famous chocolate chip cookies yeah it's going to be a chocolate chip cookie you've had before but it's going to have my twist on it exactly right kind of like those oatmeal butterscotch cookies you just ate yeah so good i'm so on the good. cookie high dude <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't do that because if i brought them and someone Got drug tested and yeah. You're thoughtful. I am. I think ahead. I left those at home. Oh, well, next time you know I'm coming. <laughs> That's funny. I should do that. I actually, um, these have like their own little story behind them because people hear about these. I've had people break in my house, like my friends. They'll come through the garage. They'll take the cookies and they'll hide them in the house or they'll take some. Um, my buddy Ian actually 
uh, went into my house one day and my cameras recognize you. Now, after they recognize you, they don't set off the alarm anymore. Right. Because, like, if you're someone that's supposed to be in the house, that sort of thing. It's so cool. Ian came over and he put on, he had this big blue jacket on. He went into the freezer in my kitchen, took the cookies out, stopped in front of the, in front of the camera. And just sat there and ate the cookie. So my alarm's going off on my phone. And he's just sitting there like this. <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. That's amazing. But um, I, I've been making those probably 15 years. And uh, I make them different. Like you make your chocolate chip cookie story. Yeah. Yeah. I put jello in those. What? You put jello yeah. in those? Yeah. See, I'm, I'm not even joking, Abby. These are the most tastiest cookies. You are missing out on love. They are. They are super good. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So it, my Jolene and Pink Floyd is like your cookies. Exactly. But your Jolene is way better than the cookies. <laughs> like, so Jolene is a song that stuck with you in the beginning. Like you first heard it and you're like, this is my jam. I got When I get older and I do music, this is what I'm going to play. Dude, I didn't even think about it that way. And I honestly, like, I love Dolly Parton and she's just such an inspiration as like, as far as business goes, because she's just so, she's such a business savvy woman. Right. She's in, ev- she's everywhere. She's awesome. Um, and, uh, and playing that song, like, I just feel like that song brings so many people back. And I love relating to my audience. And that song just does that to people. It does. It, it sets people back in their seat. And you're like, oh, yes, I love this song. You know? I think young or old, they can kind of relate to it. It doesn't really matter whether or not they've even heard it. And then mm-hmm. I was I remember just sitting there then all of a sudden hearing this this whole um, Pink Floyd thing. I was like, what the fuck? What is a song? What is a song? What? And then it just went. I totally felt it. And I was like, this is bad. You're playing it again tonight. Yes. Okay. Because I was going to tell you, you're not playing tonight if you're not. Yes. No, I will. We will definitely play it. And I, and that's so, I just, you know, I love it. I'm, I'm so happy. Every, everything that I've ever wanted from that song, the fact that you felt that when we played it last is like, yes. Like, I just want to like freak out with excitement. I can't keep it in me. I probably showed it to 20 people. I still have it on my phone. It's something that I just sit back and I'm like, dude, when she comes back to town, you guys got to come out. I have a couple friends that are coming tonight to come check it out. So it'll be dope. It'll be dope. Still dope. dope. Hope is dope. Hope it's dope. Hope is dope. The cookies are not. <laughs> They're There's not no, dope. Sorry. No dope. No, no dope. dope in the cookies. That's Just, okay. They're still good as as. This is like a common thread when we do these interviews. It turns into some sort of a weed talk. That's because I, I visit dispensaries every chance I can. <laughs> Did you go to one here today? I haven't. We're going to go, though. You are? Yeah. You know, we went to, um, we were stuck in Colorado Springs because I'm not even joking. We had some problems with my new bus, but it's totally fine now. Um, but anyway, we went to all the dispensaries. I got so many lovely things to try to right. eat. I have a cookie. Um, wait, no, I have caramels. Do you? Oh, those are good. Abby got these wafers. Wafers. Yeah. Like sugar cookie wafers like those. What is it like? It's basically like it's like caramel inside of a waffle cookie or something. Dude, you're going to freak out. Can I give him one? Yeah, I could give I'm not you eating one. the whole thing. I'm not eating the whole thing. Is <laughs> it is it a hybrid? Yeah. So I can go ahead and okay. I like this. The only time I take him is to sleep. That's oh, you're it. gonna oh oh uh. boy, you gonna sleep. <laughs> oh my gosh, you gonna love it. This cannot be held against me in the court of law. <laughs> I'm just telling stories for radio. No, this is just like oh, this is just pure fake entertainment. <laughs> I think the first one, the first one I ever had was a caramel, and I loved it. It was only like 10 milligrams, and I cut the thing in half, mm-hmm. and I would take it, and like 15 minutes later, I, I think I snored like a lot. Yeah. That's so amazing. It's good stuff. I haven't I haven't actually had any in a it's probably been a couple months, but when my brain is really, really over, I have them in my freezer. I went to the dispensary probably three months ago and I bought four cookies. I gave one to my friend and I still have three and a half at home. Yeah. I cut them and freeze them. That's so if so I ever smart. Yeah, if I ever if I ever need it to sleep, I just eat it. Yes. Like uh some people will eat ten, fifteen, thirty milligrams and they're just like, Yeah, that's cool. I Ooh, eat I, I eat like that. one or two milligrams, I'm in a coma. 
Wow. So it's good for me. That is really good for you. No tolerance. (laughs) That's awesome, though. Like we so we drove from we were in Colorado Springs yesterday and we drove from there to here today. Right. And we did an overnight mountain drive. And I I'll take I'll have something from just like a really big whatever edible and it helps me fall asleep right. so i don't you know paranoid hit, yes oh my gosh i get hit so owls, paranoid. shit like that oh my gosh i know he hit an owl <laughs> i know i heard about it. that was awesome poor jeremy let's get back into you fuck that guy Sorry. remember that i love him okay. so last time you were here had some new music coming out yes now we've got all this music out yeah how's how how are your fans like taking to it what are they what's your favorite to- uh song on the album mm. everything let's oh. let's just talk music let's talk kimberly dunn again okay Okay, I like talking about me. You need um, to get all of this. <laughs> all of this. So basically, New Smoke Show is, um, it's going to be, I mean, tonight, it's going to be awesome. But my favorite song on my new record, New Smoke Show, is, I would have to say, it's its hard because it's a, an array of me. It's the country side of me. It's the rock and roll side. It's the intimate side. But if I really were to pick a song, um, is it's the honest side. And um, it's my song, Lone Star. Okay. And it's, we're not playing it tonight. It's kind of a, it's, it's such a downer because the punchline of the song is I'm a lone star and I'm meant to be lonely. Um, but I, you wrote that I did. Okay. And, um, I wrote it in a time where I was in a really great relationship still with Scott, my, my guitar player manager. And when I wrote it, I was just thinking like, man, like he's so good. He deserves better. I'm not even focused on a relationship right now. I'm like, I'm focused on my career. How selfish am I? Um, and so I wrote this song with my friend Philip White in Nashville, and he was, you know, he was feeling the same way. And so we wrote the song in 15 minutes. But I've never, I've never written anything like that that I was like, oh damn, oh damn. You felt it. I felt it. Like that was everything in me that I had been like pushing down, and it just came out so naturally. And that is like my favorite song on the record because I look back at it and be like, I'm definitely not in that place anymore. But there's so many people that are sad and are and, and can relate to that and can relate to it. It's and good. and then, you know, I can help, like I've been there and gotten through it. And so now I'm in a position to be like, if you're ever in this position, when we do play that song live, I'm like, listen, you're not alone. I I'm here. Your friends are here. Your family are here. You know, talk to people. It's the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Talk to people, talk to people. So that's my favorite song on the record because I, I feel like I can connect the best way with my people. Other than that, what's your favorite on there to play live? Ooh, okay. Stand on it, which okay. is actually well, I like you belong with her, which is fun. I remember that from the last one. Uh everyone thought it was something opposite than it was. This had to do with going to an award show. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good memory. Dude, I love that I love that song because it's about, you know, my my best friend and I went to the Grammys and he wouldn't shut up about freaking Adele. Yeah, I I was like, you should be with her. You should be with her. Like freaking go to Adele. Go hang out with her. Let her be your arm candy. Ugh. Go. You belong with her. Anyway, so that's how I got inspired to write that song. But I don't know. I feel like stand on it right now is kind of my jam because bef- when I cut that song, um, you know, I was just feeling like, and, and I love Texas music. I really do. I like cut my teeth growing up in the Texas market, trying to, you know, play every dance hall I possibly could. Right. Now I'm out and about playing all over the States and, you know, we get to go overseas and that's freaking awesome. Um, but I felt, I felt from the very beginning of my career, I was always told, oh, that's not country music. That does not, we are not going to play that on the radio. That is not this. They tried to label it. Right. And like fit it in this freaking little stupid ass box. Sorry. It makes me so mad. But I just, you know, we, I put stand on it on New Smoke Show because the whole punchline of it is, is I don't fit in a box. I stand on it. 
And the song is like Foo Fighters-y. Okay. And so when I play it live, I get to really be like myself. And it's still kind of country, though. It's like, you know, um, one of the lines on it is, I don't walk the line, I dance on it, which is, you know, Remember that. Yeah. pay tribute to Johnny. Yeah. And uh, I just feel like it's hard. You shouldn't put country music in a box because no. if you do that, you <laughs> enable, you disable creativity. It's funny because you listen to so many of these artists out there that every one of them has a different sound mm -hmm. in the newer stuff. I listen to Mitchell Tenpenny and then I'll go from that to an Austin Jinx and they're totally two different people, mm -hmm. two, two totally different sounds. And then um, I was listening to both your guys' stuff today, this morning, as I was cutting some spots for um, our social stuff. And it's kind of like I listen to music and everyone's different. And there's the Cash Campbells of the world that call themselves country but don't, don't fit that mold. Mm -hmm. They're probably mm -hmm. standing on the box as well. Mm -hmm. But I like it. Yeah. I like I like that there's Chris um excuse me I just choked him a cookie. No. <laughs> Chris downstairs he like tends towards the bluesy rock kind of country thing. He yeah. loves the Cadillac 3, Sturgill Simpsons of the world, that sort of thing. I like them, I don't love that. Mm -hmm. But then I'll go back and I'll listen to a Tony Jackson where he's like uh, a Charlie Pride of country music and comes around that way. But then I go I like a Jimmy Allen. I like the Lucas Hogues. I you know, I like all kinds of it and I think it would be sad that if the world just said this is what you have to play to get on radio totally it would suck absolutely <clears throat> it sucks and i know like there's some there's some gals that i know that are signed to labels and they're they've been you know they haven't they've been working on a record for two years yeah. and it's because they keep figuring out well oh wait this is what's going right now oh we should do something like this and it's like how about you just be you how about you just do you and yeah. and see if that like i'm all about throwing shit at the wall and seeing if it sticks you know try well, it you you have to think that every artist out there at some point had to do that. Yeah. They had to make it somehow. Yeah. Not everyone wrote exactly just to get into the radio and then changed and went back to who they were. I mean, even the Keith Urbans of the world, they started out and they did the hustle. I mean, I watch all these guys. I, this cookie is totally stuck in my throat. Oh, no. <coughs> That's no, funny. It's so true. Well, there's like the, you know, they always talk about... Um, I was doing this interview recently, and they're like, what's your definition of country music? And I was like, <laughs> well, um, I was like, country music doesn't follow trends. It sets them. And then, you know, I like that. I, and then my other one is, and they're like, well, what kind of country music are you? And I was like, well, I'm country rock. I'm country pop. I'm country without a box. Yeah, I know? like, dude, why not? Yeah. And, and, it's, and that's what I feel... You know, there's like um, Midland. They have that uh, drinking problem. Hate that song. Yeah, but it's so. Oh, God, I came out the wrong way. Sorry. I like that song. I hate how much I heard it. Yeah, it's there you go. it was it was played a lot. Yeah. But it was like when I heard that, I was like, "How old is this song?" You know? Yeah. And I was like, it, "They brought back a whole new sound." Yes. Yeah. And I was just like, "Yay! I love this!" And it was so cool. Um, but I I just I feel like as an artist, it's my job. In in any any creative art capacity, art is so important to keep going. Sure. Um, and then at, at the same time, it's like you know, focus on focus on what makes you happy. And then if you're going to be happy on that stage performing those songs that make you happy, then you're going to allow the crowd to have a good time. Well, because it's believing in you. I mean, it goes back to if you look at an artist mm -hmm. and that's actually creating art. Mm -hmm. And if they followed what the guy be before them did, mm -hmm. we would have nothing. Yeah. We'd have nothing today. The yeah. Van Goghs of the world wouldn't exist. Nothing. Because they'd be following what everyone else does. And that's... I do have one thing just hit me that was very, very important. I meant to ask you this. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad I remembered. Totally glad. Do you still wear your fucking beanie? I do wear my beanie. <laughs> but I don't so snowboard. Dumb. So dumb. I know you don't know this story, <laughs> but it was horrible. He's mad. I'm mad. I'm angry. <laughs> I'm angry. angry. So. He's angry. 
we cut a clip, and I heard it today on the radio station. It's awesome. And it says, uh, nobody was born a hipster. Nobody. <laughs> and that's what I said to you. <laughs> so last time she was sitting here, she was wearing a, a beanie, and it said Burton on it. And I think you went as far as to say, if you listen to the old interview uh, from before, it's on there. Yeah, what did I it's, say? It's the greatest thing in the world. You're like, well, I play golf. That's a sport. And I was <laughs> like, dude, that's, that's not worthy of wearing Burton. And then you're like... Well, my boyfriend snowboards. <laughs> I'm like, they give him back his fucking beanie. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because I called you a hipster. You did call me a hipster. Yeah. Hey, at least I wasn't wearing like starched pants with the rolled beanie right? and the, like the starched jacket. <laughs> I call those the dock workers. Dude, we were walking back from lunch today and uh, this guy walks by me. It's what, 110 outside? It's fucking hot. It's hot. Guy is wearing jeans, t-shirt, a flannel shirt, has the longest hair ever, like curly, mm-hmm. like most chicks would be envious, and a beanie. Oh. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? And this buddy's right next to him wearing a tank top and those shorts that he shouldn't be wearing because they're way too tight. Mm. And they're just like walking around. I'm like, dude, like be a hipster in the wintertime, not, not in the summertime. You're like a fucking retard. <laughs> and then there's you that, that wears a Burton beanie. Not today. I'm proud of you. And I'm proud that you're wearing your own stuff. Yeah. And I like that shirt, too. That's pretty cool. That reminds me of um, like the Duran Duran days. Yeah, that's why we did it. Yeah? It was so fun. I love, I was like, I'm going to put my face on a shirt. And I was like, can I wear Dude, that? The, the, no. I think the only <laughs> thing that's missing is turquoise and you'd have a Duran Duran shirt. Dude, absolutely. I love it. It's like it's my cool. favorite. We have that. So I ended up making two lines. I have my merch line. So that shirt that Abby's wearing is part of my merch line. Right. And then um, my originally done line is just stuff that just says originally done or my like little phrases like do good shit or right i like know. that that's yeah originally done people look at him I, I mean that that's a purpose in a sense yeah exactly originally done originally you're not following suit with anything you're standing on top of your box and you wear that and you look at done it's like finish but some people look at it and go i can't spell that spell that says done yeah exactly finish. i like it it's fun it's creative thank you thank you so much i I actually got inspired by this, by the, the, my, you know, my whole thing of originally done, like my, you know, my little mini series we have on YouTube, but somebody kept copying me, like all of my little, um, I, this, this artist, she would follow me and then she would like take a post that I did and then would do the exact same thing, use the exact same lettering, everything like just to a T, followed me to a T and I was like, man, I really respected her before she did that. Why would she do that? Because what I was doing was working, I guess. I don't know. And um, so then I started using the hashtag originally done. I like it. Because uh, I kept doing things that I was just, she was using. So I was like, well, she can't definitely use this because it's got my name in it. Right. Let's see that one. She, yeah. And she didn't? No, she didn't. Well, good. Fuck her. Yeah, exactly. That's and, a, you can say that. And you're probably one of the only ones that says that. Fuck yeah, No, no. Country, <laughs> country as fuck. Country as fuck. Yeah. How many times does she do that a day? This. <laughs> what? A lot? This? Yeah. This? A lot. Oh, then why do you need to do yoga? Oh, well, because I ate real bad. You know, sometimes when I don't go to sleep and I eat an edible, yeah. I eat. We eat. What did you much. eat? Oh, uh, it was so bad. Okay, so I'm I I cannot really eat cheese. Um, and we went out in uh, Manitou Springs in Colorado, and we had I had fajitas, which was fine, but then they had um buñuelos. Was it buñuelos or uh, sopapillas oh, on the menu shit. with honey? Yep, and cinnamon butter jesus oh. yes okay so i'll tell you the place here in town that has those oh, tell me tell me tell me <laughs> frank and Fina's has those so go get it <laughs> but you had a lot of those i had i had uh well i had a whole one um and so about that big yeah it yeah. was very big and delicious and abby had one and jake my new guitar player had one and we're just sitting there and i put the honey i put the butter i put Dude, extra, why wouldn't you i put it all on there you're gonna do it yeah you just do it just go yeah. big home
Go big home. Go big or go home. Go big or go Just go home. home. Just go home. <laughs> Again, another sentence uh, or phrase originally done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard, what did I say today during our workout? It was like, uh, I don't know. I, I know not what I say and don't know. What did I say, Abby? It was so bad. Just fell out bad. I never know what I say. My mouth moves faster than my brain. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Some people call that um, no filter and that's what I have. No filter. <laughs> I say fuck a lot. Sometimes I don't care. It's a good word. What's next for Kimberly uh, originally? That should be your middle name. Originally, Kimberly originally done. Yeah. I love that. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. So what's next for us, man? Well, from here, we go to California. We've got um, we're just the second week of a seven-week tour. Dang. Yeah. So we're out and uh, until mid-July. And we're hitting West Coast. Yeah, West Coast. We're doing California. We're in Lancaster tomorrow. We're in Sacramento. We're in uh, Portland. We go to, we play with Jeremy nice. in Idaho. Oh, you're playing at his venue. Yeah, we're playing at his venue. I always thought that that'd be kind of weird. Like, I think I asked him that um, one time. And he says he plays at home maybe once or twice a year. That mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I always thought that would be weird. Listen, I own the place. I'm going to go ahead and play. Oh, because so if you watch Bar Rescue, they oh. say that's the biggest no-no in the world. Really? Yeah. But- ah. He's a cool dude. John Tabber. Yes. Fuck that guy too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, I'm so excited to play. That was, that's actually how I met Jeremy playing his venue. You opened for somebody because the, hold on, let me see what I remember. A booking agent called and asked him for a favor for you to open for somebody and just don't even have to pay her, but ended up paying you anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That was Aaron Watson. Oh. And they, and because we were buddies with them, but I was like, Hey Aaron, is there any way? And they asked and they're like, sure. I was like, yes. So we got paid. You know, that I always call those shows whenever we open for a big, you know, national act like Aaron Watson or Cody Johnson. Um, I mean, literally the pay's like two fifty. Right. A night. But we call those I call those shows investment shows because Absolutely. you know, you have to you have to have those shows where you're getting into a new market, you're getting in front of a crowd. A new audience. A new audience and a new market and Man, taking that two hundred fifty dollar paying gig at Jeremy's club has led to an incredible relationship I have yeah. with Jeremy. Like that's yeah. my m- number one thing. We got you know we we tour together and stuff, but I'm so happy. He is a great person to have in your life. He's a cool dude. You know, it's funny that after you guys are here last time, um, just probably in in walking and talking in conversation, he said something about wanting to come back and open for Montgomery Gentry when we had him back. Yeah. So he wrote me, and I was like, oh, let me see if I can get this taken care of. Made yeah. one call. Next day, got an answer back. It was cool. I called him like, dude, we're in. Like, He's like, no way. I'm like, dude, let's do this. So it was like the coolest thing. Sad part for me is last time he was here, I didn't get to spend much time with him because we had our tailgate out, outside. Yeah, wasn't that during the big old ACM thing? ACMs, yeah. yes. So awesome. We had Russell Dickerson Thursday night. Then Friday day was the Kit Moore day outside with, I think, like 16 other bands. And then at night was Montgomery Gentry and Jeremy. And then Saturday outside, we had uh, John Pardee with about 16 other bands. And then at night, we had um, the Swan Brothers. Josh Grayson and Craig Wayne Boyd inside. Wow. I couldn't, I was, at Saturday night I was done. So Friday night when he played, he was up on stage and someone took a picture. I'm standing in the middle of the dance floor like this, with my finger up and he's in the background on the mic singing. I was like, that's all I needed. I feel good about it. Aww, it was like the perfect picture. That's so great. But yeah, I mean, you, you got to think good people, good things happen, good karma. That's mm-hmm. what it's all about. Absolutely. Good people, good music. If I ever have a record label, that's what I'm going to call it. Good people, good music. Good people, good music. I don't like what you said there. It should be when I have a record label. When I have a record label. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Do you want to be on your own label or? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't think I, I kind of live on the I've learning, growing into this philosophy is I don't need anybody but myself. Sure. And, I, you know, I've 
was talking this time last year, was talking with the record label and I didn't hear back from them. And it was the weirdest thing because it was all great leading up to it. And then all of a sudden, eh. nothing. Yeah. And, and that's totally cool because I just played, recently played a show with one of their bands and their record is, has been not out in for two years. Isn't and, that weird how that works? Yeah. And I'm like, well, blessing in disguise. I've, released my record because I held back releasing New Smoke Show because of this label thing. And, um, you know, I I just decided that I and I know this. My friend Granger Smith told me this. He's like, nobody's going to work harder for your project than you are. Right. Number one. And number two, he's a machine. He's such a machine. And he and I, I started playing when I start first started playing shows. He was still like grinding right. because he had had some success and then it tailed off. But he was like, I'm not giving up and just was just like working really hard. Um, and he's gotten so far with just himself. He, he is a badass. He played here a year and a half, two years ago, and then came back and um, one of the hotels gave him an offer and they were going to take the offer. And he found out who was in Vegas and was a hotel and wasn't at Stoney's. Mm-hmm. Called his manager and said, here's the deal. However you do it, make it happen. I mm-hmm. want to play at Stoney's. I don't want to play there. And so he took less money because we couldn't afford what the casino was going to pay him. Yeah. But he took less money and played here. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. He's such a good guy. And he's, you know, he he holds up to his word. And, you know, we're in the midst of like working with some, um, this, this TV show thing. And they're wanting me to cancel a show um, in order to do the rest of the interview process. And I, the, they were the date that they want us to cancel was never agreed upon in the very beginning of it. They're like, here are the set of dates that you have to make sure that are open. Right. So all of those dates we made sure were open, but now they want us to cancel a show on this tour that I've, you know, I've had scheduled right. for months. And at the end of the day, it's just like, I really appreciate you guys are interested in me, but at the end of the day, I am not going to cancel a show that I've already given my word to somebody. It's in Mon- immigrant Montana. Right. It's no, I don't care what size the show is. Sure. Like it's principle. It's principle of the matter. I wouldn't do that to them. And I'm not going to do that to somebody who's, you know, you wouldn't want them to do that to you. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just at the end of the day, you got to stick by who you are. And that's, you know, and I love that about Granger. He's awesome. We had a, an artist in here. I'm not going to, I'm going to call this without naming names because we have a whole segment on there that came through here that has got like three songs out on Spotify that are killing the game, killing the game. That's awesome. No radio. Yeah. No radio. He signed at this point when I talked to him was nine months ago. Uh-huh. Just sitting on it, sitting <sighs> on it. But on Spotify, he's killing it, killing it. And you sit back and he's angry, 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 angry. Oh, I'd be pissed. And you just like sit back and you're like, dude, like at what point? And it sucks. It absolutely sucks because we we play a lot of his stuff. And I just sit back and I'm like, this music is good. He played here, only Spotify, no radio, seven, 800 people showed up. It was kind of like a really, really cool thing. And for me, that, that should speak volumes in itself. And I know that that stuff gets getting back to the label. Mm-hmm. And it's not a small label. And it's what sucks. It's what sucks about the industry for, for us in that sense is that you find someone. I'll go back 20 years and I work with a band. Um, I used to work with rock bands out here. And there was one band out here called 12 Volt Sex. They got signed by RCA, mm-hmm. shelved them. And I just sit back and I'm like, what's the point? Like, if you're going to sign them, you're signing them for a reason. Not so no one else signs them because mm-hmm. that's fucking the band. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. And then I worked with another band. Um, they used to be called Fatter Than Albert. They got turned into a band called Clockwise, signed by RCA. They went up to Canada, recorded this album, came back. They put them out on the road with, with, um, on a tour with Van Halen. And I sit back and I'm like, these guys don't fit Van Halen. What's going on? Like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah. And it's like, you want them to fail? And I just, for me, after literally, um, there's been a couple musical things that have changed my life when I've, when I've been a part of them and seen things. And um, one of them was sitting here with Cody Johnson. Like, mm-hmm. literally just changed my mindset to know that uh, 
every artist, doesn't matter if it's country or not, just believe in what you're doing and, dude, grind it out. Struggle is real. If you believe in yourself, like you said, I mean, you, 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 you're, you're, you're your best champion. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's nobody bigger than you. Yeah. And, I mean, I even look at Russell Dickerson before he got his record deal, before his song hit number one. Mm-hmm. He was doing amazing, doing mm-hmm. amazing, amazing, especially in our market because we like molded him. Same thing we're doing with you. Yeah. Like we want you to come back and and keep playing here. I think this is Jeremy's fourth time here, if I'm not mistaken. One, two, three. Yeah, this is his fourth time back. Wow. And there's uh, not every artist gets to do that here. And yeah. not every artist gets to come back a second time. And it's kind of like we pride ourselves in that. I mean, um, I don't know if you saw the front door. We got nominated as nightclub of the year from the ACM. No. Congratulations! Yeah, the nomination is huge. Being recognized for that is like big for us. Yeah. Um, Jeremy thinks we win hands down. I, I, I hope he's right. It'd be badass. I but just the, just the nomination for us is cool. We find out in August. Actually, we're supposed to find out sometime in June, allegedly. But if we have to wait till we're in Nashville to find out, I don't care. It's just the nomination across the United States. How many places do you think you play a year? Oh, maybe 125. Okay, so let's just call it 125. Yeah. I mean... That's awesome. To be top five, to be nominated for that. It's like for it's everything that's out there. It is. I mean, for us, like we look at it since I know that I'm doing the right thing at night right. with you guys. And I know that Chris is doing the right thing. I mean, it's, we hope. Oh my gosh. You know, and hope is everything. If you yeah. have hope, you're dangerous. Hell yes. Yeah. You've, you're, you, you've got edge. Hope is everything. Hope is dope. Hope is hope dope. Hope is dope. <laughs> I've got this video I have to show you. <laughs> I want to watch it. Oh, man. Man, yeah, I, I'm so proud of you guys. This is such a cool place to play, and I'm honored. Man, I'm so honored to play here. It's, like, so Good, I'm cool. Glad. I make I make my, my, my contemporaries in Texas jealous as fuck to play this place because it's so awesome. I know I know that we're getting a name out there, which is kind of cool, and um, I would rather keep you guys coming through here. Yeah, man. Uh, and then when you get big... Not, not come yet. back, come when, back. When, when, when. We, we want you to come back oh, and keep coming cool. back. I think that would that would be rad. I love it. I want to do, so every time I play here, I'm, I rode the bull the last time I was here. And every time I play here, I want to ride the bull, but I want my seconds to get longer. So I'm really like hoping that. How I long will, did you last last time? I like four seconds. Four. You rode it at night when everyone was here? Yeah. Sweet. So. Yeah. Travis is good at that. If you want to make five seconds, I'll tell him. Dude, let her go five seconds and then make her fall. Oh, no. I want him to challenge me. I I watched that. Yeah, you were I there. did. Yeah. I was there. We now took that, a shot. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I took a shot. <laughs> very, very rare. Yeah. Tell people how to find you online. Oh my gosh, yes. Everybody can find me online. KimberlyDunnMusic.com is my website that just got a super sweet facelift. You can find all of my, my, uh, all of my show dates there and ticket links. But if you guys want to interact with me, which I freaking love, um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter daily. Like, it's me. It's nobody else running it. Um, and those, my social medias are at Kim Dunn Music. And, uh, you know, follow me for a good time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave that right there. Country AF Radio's On Demand.